build the best product. I've been involved in the Patagonia field testing program for a little over 20 years right now. For silent sports done in nature. That's the feeling. That's the feeling that I fell in love with with climbing. Cause no unnecessary harm. Of organic cotton and recycled polyester to recycling the clothing to measuring our carbon footprint. Inspire and implement solutions to the environmental crisis. To give some love back to this river that doesn't have any. It's not getting any love. See what drives us at Patagonia.com. With additional support from Kuat Racks and New Belgium Brewing. Okay, so you may remember this story that we did from 2007. Just maybe. It's called Help Wanted. It was about climbers in the Magic Kingdom with the secret lair inside of the Matterhorn roller coaster battling with Tinkerbell. Does this ring a bell? I thought so. After that story, our inbox filled with emails asking how to get that job. I mean, because who wouldn't want it? But Disney shuttered the program in 2005, crushing the daydreams of all of us dirtbags until last year when rumors surfaced that Disney was hiring again. Enter Susanica Tam. I guess there had been like a flyer circulating and sort of talk on the forums like, oh, this Disney show is coming back, Disney's hiring climbers, and there was a lot of buzz, but I actually had no idea. Susanica's friend emailed the flyer to her the morning before the noon deadline, but Susanica didn't get it until late. She'd missed the deadline. But for whatever reason, I sent them an email anyway just because uh, you don't really hear that many opportunities where um, you get paid for climbing around here. So, and then they called me right away. They asked her to come in to do an interview the next day, and she agreed. I still had no idea what was going on because on the, climb, on the uh, flyer it just said, Climbers Wanted. And I asked a friend of mine who works at Disney Studios if he knew anything about it. And he looked it up on YouTube and found this video of Mickey Mouse climbing the Matterhorn. And he's like, this must be what they need. So how did the audition go? Immediately as I opened the door, this sort of holding room they have all the climbers in, it's like, I can't really describe the scene. It's kind of like if you've ever gone to an audition in LA, it's like the worst of that quality where everybody is sitting there nervous, nobody knows what's going on, and there's all these hot young guys with like their tank tops on and whatnot. Um, you know, they're like spraying completely like, oh, yeah, you know, last time I, I did this V12 boulder problem and last time I climbed El Cap and this one guy had like a guidebook from Joshua Tree and his cover, um, the cover photo was him. <laughs> like they all have done their homework and I'm just totally overwhelmed. Like, ugh. so I tried to go sit at the table that everyone was at and there were some sponsor climbers there and like I went to go sit down and kind of got brushed off. So I went and sat in the corner instead. And I uh, started texting my friends. It's like, I can't wait to get out of here. But then, like, something happened during that whole time where I just was like, no, man, I've, I've been around long enough. <laughs> I want a shot at this. And so they came in and told us what it was. And they told us it was a climb show back from the old days. They were resurrecting this show concept that hadn't been done in years. And it was like a very special thing, very visible to all the, the guests in the park. There were auditions, then the short interview then callbacks. 
and a climbing audition on metal trusses inside the actual Matterhorn. The audition process was kind of like a reality show where we were just sitting there like little ducks and then some people disappeared and then we would come back the next day and they'd uh, sort of weeding out the people they didn't want because when you get a live show crew, you have several people who have to work together every day and they're kind of, I guess, my guess is they were watching to see how we interacted unbeknownst to some people who were just still spraying. Um, and then at the end of that day, they sat us all down on this outdoor wall and it was like high school cheerleading, cheerleading auditions or something. Like they just called five names and that was it. Everyone else went home. Were you surprised that your name got picked or did you kind of feel like I've got as good a shot as anyone here? No, I definitely was surprised because the, in the beginning it was a game sort of. I was just like, I just want this callback because there's all these young guns in here and I kind of feel like I need to prove myself. I got the callback and I had already had made plans for the summer. So, no, I was just thinking like there's no way I'm going to take this job. Um, when there were only so few of us called they made everyone else leave and then handed us basically our paperwork for the whole onboarding process to start working. And they you know, they gave us like these appointment times and training times. And I'm like, Whoa, I'm not ready for this. Like, you know, I just said, okay, thinking over the weekend, I would think about it and I could always bail. But, uh, I, just, I don't know, like in the beginning, I just went along with the ride. And even while I was training, I was kind of like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Because we had, um, I have really small feet, and so they had to call me in for costume fittings several times more than everyone else. You know, I'm sitting in their underground um, 3D body scan. Wait, what? Did you say an underdown, underground 3D body scan? There is so much technology, you would be amazed in the, in the efficiency of the whole operation. But yeah, we had to get body scanned for our, for our later hosen. <laughs> The Matterhorn in itself is, is structurally completely the same, mostly, and, you know, couches and video games. So inside the break room, there is this massive mounted photo. It's maybe, it's like four, four by four at least, of the actual ride, the Matterhorn Mountain. And because it's so big, we can take it off the wall and put it on the ground. And you can literally see all the routes. <laughs> and we would spend the morning... Rochambeauing for who got to do what route because you know there were FAs to be done. <laughs> Surprisingly, they were really enjoyable, as enjoyable as you you could find climbing on doubles with like thirty pounds of gear in a full body harness. It's so odd that this is what it took to get me off the couch. But uh, part of the reason I hadn't been climbing, I had this lagging shoulder injury I've had for years, and it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth every time I'd go out climbing and I would just be like, oh, I'm not having fun. I can't do this. But because we were on top rope the whole summer, I was able to pull down pretty much on everything. And uh, it's kind of one of the best things I've done all year because 
I have not been around this young energy that I got to feed off all summer. Like these kids, they were just part of their climbing career where they were so psyched. Like every break they'd be on mountain project, like looking on things they wanted to do. And they'd go out on the weekends when we weren't climbing, go to the Sierras and try routes and they'd come back and show me their pictures. And it was kind of contagious. <laughs> In a way, the whole experience rekindled my love of climbing a bit. I kind of planned my life around just hoping for the next big break, thinking something exciting is going to happen. Because I find that the spontaneous stuff is way better than the planned stuff. To that, I have to agree. Every year about this time, we take a moment to ask ourselves what we want to do this year. A goal that will break our routine. And the most incredible part about it is that usually to achieve these things, at some point we'll have to step out of our comfort zones be spontaneous and say yes. So today, we bring you our annual year of big ideas. We talked with pros, contributors, kids, and our friends, people from all over the globe. This is for the dreamers and the doers and the dirtbags in all of us. 2013 is dedicated to embracing spontaneity and rekindling a love for the things that stretch us. Welcome to Right Now, you're listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. I was talking to Shane when I was in Seattle about somehow we got talking about the, the Grand Canyon rafting it. And I was like, yeah, dude, I've never, you know, I've gone on like one raft trip ever, but I'd love to go on that. And he's like, you should just get a permit and call me. I'm like, then my friend Forrest sent me an email two weeks ago and said, hey, my buddy has a couple spots open on a 28-day trip. Do you want to go? And I just said, yes. You know, the, the big thing is I want to get two climbing trips in this year under Real Rock. It's been uh, about 17 years since I got out there. When I was in college the first time, I'd ended up being kind of my gateway to the outdoors and you know, I just really enjoyed being a part of that community and so you know I'm, I'm hoping to get to Devil's Lake or maybe Red River Gorge in Kentucky uh, one time and then hopefully get something a little bigger and like maybe getting back to J Tree or you know with two kids that the time frame is severely limited and, you know it, it just seems so important to cut the things that aren't necessary or not genuine to who we want to be. The other big thing and is you got to demonstrate that life you want to live for your kids. Most of last year, trying to engineer a bit of a better work-life balance. So this year, I've uh, I've got the time, and I'm trying to make sure that my trips fall into one of two categories: either trips to ordinary places but done in interesting ways, or trips to uh, to interesting places, kind of exploratory trips that are going to have to be done in pretty ordinary ways. Aiming to try and hitchhike to Galicia in northwest Spain with a surfboard which I don't know how easy it'll be to get picked up and I spent the last couple of years building an outrigger sailing canoe that I haven't had much of a chance to sail yet so I'd like to take that just around the coastline where I live which is pretty inaccessible and there's lots of hidden little beaches and and coves that I can go kind of surf and surf and bouldering and spearfishing in yeah those are the ordinary trips interesting ways and then the uh, the kind of exploratory trips 
I kind of have my eyes on on some islands in the, I guess the uh, the fifty second parallel. Really, the, I'd really like to try and organise a trip there, which is going to be easier said than done, um, and it'll probably won't happen for another year or so. But I need to get the wheels in motion, um, mainly just because I want to take a photo of a surfer walking down the beach past a penguin. I look forward to trying to, to finish up uh, a decade-long project. I've been been trying to be the first person to ever jump into every single lake in, in Waterton and in Glacier National Parks. When I was a teenager, I had a, a short bout with cancer, and it's just really driven me to, to eat life with as big a spoon as possible. So I, I started raising money for a, a, a children's oncology camp, and I was blessed with the opportunity to be able to spend that much time in one of the greatest places on the earth. So I, I felt like I should try and do something a little bit bigger than it than spend my time running around the woods solely for myself. I'm the kind of person I really need goals to motivate myself to do things. One of them is I want to convince Josh to go um, to summit a new little peak in Oregon uh, every Wednesday. Ten individual peaks. The biggest goal I have for 2013 is uh, my wife and I are having a, a baby. So 2013 is going to be putting together uh, baby furniture and finding a, some sort of carrier so we can still go hiking and, uh, and figuring out some way to turn my day pack into a diaper my pack. My goal for 2013 is to graduate from high school and then go over to Nepal to work at the Kumbu Climbing Center. And... Um, when I'm not at the school, I would just be wandering around, ice climbing, and figuring out who I am. One of my goals is to edit my dad's book into some form of completion. And the original thought was finish the book because he's almost done and, and kind of get in his head enough to just wrap it up. But upon reading it, realizing that it's not going to be a complete story if I just try to wrap it up because I don't, I'm not him and I don't write like he does. It's turned into this, a story of, you know, a daughter discovering more about her father through his writing after he's passed and realizing that the story actually needs to be more of my story of what it is that I'm learning about him as I'm editing and reading his pages. My wife, Jen, and I, we always have a standing goal to ski our age. This year I'm 39 and I have to get 39 days in. And I'm at a good my start. For this year is to head down to Mexico with my climbing partner and climb at Time Wave Zero, which is apparently the longest sport route in North ABS America. Nationals are in February, and paraclimbing is going to become a division in USA Climbing. So kind of like I went to the World Cup as the US, but we never had a division in the US before. I came back and said, well, you guys realize that like all the other countries actually have like teams and coaches. And they knew that, but they didn't, there's no money in the U.S. So what we've been trying to hammer out and what I've tried to kind of committed myself to for the next year is like actually get it up and running so that we actually have representation in the U.S. for paraclimbing. And so that's what we're doing now. And I'm, so that means 2013, 
I climb in, or I'm supposed to climb in two different events. My mom turned 63 uh, on October 3rd, and she's always wanted to see the Grand Canyon. She's never even seen it, so um, we're going to hike down uh, the Bright Angel Trail to Phantom Ranch and, and spend a night down there. But she's never backpacked before. I'm going to carry her stuff, but it's, you know, it's a stout, stout day for a 63-year-old woman from Iowa, you know, but she'll be fine. And then I'd like to increase... Uh, Paradox Sports membership to a thousand members in 2013. Uh, also with Paradox Sports, I want to raise over a million dollars. We went beyond the six-figure mark for our first time in 2012, and I want to get us to seven figures. All of these audacious goals, but life is meant to be lived uh, effectively as possible in this one go-around. So I'm doing it. Every time I've ever left Duluth and the North Shore and that whole Gitche region, it's just like so bittersweet because I've always been going somewhere awesome, but I'm leaving this area that I love so much. And, you know, it's like I've honed my skills as a climber and as a paddler and as a skier over the last five, six years now. And it's like I've got the skill set to do the trips that I want to do. And the trips that I want to do are big expeditions. And, and at the same time, it's like, man, that region has just like, always been such a huge part of me you know just that have that sense in my gut and in my heart that you can't really get rid of and yeah I think I'm ready just to like call it and be one of those people who can go off and do a big long trip on their own but always know that their home is like this region with so much going on right there and I want to make that region even better and I think I'm at a point where I can do that now. This year, I was kind of hoping to learn how to surf because not only is it unusual, I don't know very many people in Colorado who want to surf because of the lack of ocean, but because I don't have a job, so I don't have like means of income. So I pretty much like look up at the parents and hope that they'll come up with a way to learn how to surf in Colorado or wherever. When I say August of 2011, I had a battalion commander who was really big into these events. So we had each of our companies would schedule in a, an endurance event. We carry logs, uh, flip tires, run with uh, five gallon water water jugs and push a Humvee up a small little hill. So every month we did we did things like that. So that's how much my experience goes with endurance events like that. But I'm planning on doing the Go Ruck Challenge in Chicago on the 1st of June when I get like back. I would like to be able to draw the entire continents and all of their constituent countries in their current borders from memory, right? I'm really interested in how we learn and how we retain information and then we're, how we're able to create Essentially, our ready to try and go down in the middle part of the salmon on a rafting trip, which requires a little bit more luck because you have to win the lottery to get a permit. So I've never floated that river in my years of kayaking. I also like to learn how to do a 360. I can do a 180, but not a 360 yet. It's just to, to get out more. Um, and then with that, I want to share it with somebody. So and try to ask my wife she's not really into the whole outdoors thing trying to ask all my friends they're not really into it either i'm that's why i'm in search of a inventor buddy so i can share these wonderful memories with <laughs>
In case someone else is looking for a partner, where are you at? Right now, I am in uh, the Logar Providence in uh, Afghanistan. I have a couple of applicants, though, but I'm still in the hunt. So, Becca, what's your goal this year? My goal for this year is to exit out of survival mode, which I feel like I've been in for the last year, kind of with the baby and work and trying to figure that all out together, and to work on creating some space, some space for myself and also some creative space, so whether that's work or also in my own personal life. I like to think about what I would like to do this year. So part of my goal is figure out a goal for this year. And Fitz, what's your goal? Uh, I've got three goals this year. Um, I want to split board across the Sierra, uh, do the high route, and I want to canoe across the Boundary Waters with UNTEP this fall in Minnesota. And the third thing is a little more complicated. I'm just amazed at this community that's built around the diaries and and for the last few years, it's always just like, let's make it through one more year, get there. And I think now at this stage, I think my goal is to, to take a long range view of the diaries and make sure that it exists as long as this community exists because it's just such an incredible thing. Thanks to all the folks for sharing how they're going to stretch themselves in 2013. Here's to spontaneity and a little bit of luck and lots of heck yeah. Music today by Gladkill, Pumice, Apollo Brown, Lau, and Tyon Davis. You can download the tracks for free at our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. The diaries would not be possible without the support of Patagonia. They're continuing their commitment to the environment with the Common Threads Initiative, working to collectively reduce our environmental footprint. Over 55,000 people have pledged to reduce, repair, reuse, and recycle online at patagonia.com. I've done it, and I think you should too. Support for the show also comes from Kuat Racks, makers of a better bike rack. Their design team bikes a lot, complains a lot, thinks a lot, and then matches it all together to redesign and perfect their products. You can see their full lineup at kuatracks.com. As always, New Belgium Brewing encourages you to follow your folly. I'm Fitz Call. Happy New Year, and thanks for listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. <laughs>